Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. It's November 8th. 2016. That's election day. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena. We have team coverage of non-election news. Is that correct, <laughs> Liz and Julie? Would that, be I think it's election adjacent, Leanne. We're election adjacent. <laughs> we're, we're spread we're... out across the country, Leanne, just like the big boys, right? That's right. But we won't be talking about any polling. We won't be talking about how we're going to heal the nation. We won't be talking about a number of things, but we will be talking about koala bears. And that's why we're here for you. Uh, yeah, we have, a full, we have a full show. We're going to be talking about some picks and pans from Netflix. We got color of the year. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a coalition I want Liz to join because I think she could be a global leader in it. And that's what we're doing today on the show. But we are going to talk a little bit about Election Day because it is Election Day. And, Liz, people have been concerned about you, Liz Dolan in Santa Monica. <laughs> How are you going to make it through? What are you eating for snacks? What know, news channels are you going to be watching? Liz, people want your strategy. They want to. They, yeah. they know that you're a hub. You're your own personal <laughs> news hub. So what is your strategy for today, Liz? You know, I'm concerned too, Leanna Julie. Like it is, there's just so much decision making you have to make from the the moment you wake up in the morning on election day about how you're going to sequence your day. So, in order to make sure I made the most of today, election day, 2016, before I even go, got out of bed, I played the song "History Has Its Eyes on You" from the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> Just just to get myself going, because like if you want to feel great about America and how but how important some of these big decisions are, I say just any time you need to fill today, you can either listen to back to back Satellite Sisters episodes or you can just repeat, repeat, repeat the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, So, yeah, so I'm up. I have to strategize for the day. Uh, Obviously, we're doing this. It's 9 a.m. as we do this. I have not voted yet. Uh-huh. Because I thought, well, polling places open at seven. If the lines were really long, I didn't want to be late getting back home because that's obviously a violation of Dolan family rules. But Not also for us, Liz, never, yeah. never. Yeah. yeah. But also for the people that are trying to run in and vote before they go to work. I didn't want to take their, you know, get in their way. Consider it, Liz. Very considerate. I can stroll down there at 11, take my time. So that's my plan is to we finish here. Uh, then, of course, I'm going to go take a shower and, uh, you know, make sure I'm ready for my photos so I can take the photo of me with my I voted sticker and share that around. So I will go vote. Then I will go swim because I feel like, you know, we've decided it's best for my mental health if I spend some time underwater yes. during, during all of the election nuttiness. So I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to shop. Stop at Marmalade on Montana Avenue here and pick up the Chinese spring rolls that um, that I think is the best food to sustain me through the day. Uh, Then, you know, late afternoon, I feel for those of us in the West, there are a lot of timing decisions to make. But first, I'm voting because I know we just kind of we gloss over some of this. I got an email from a friend of mine the other day. This is a former colleague of mine. Uh, She works, she was a colleague at National Geographic, and she lives in Los Angeles now. And, uh, oh, Leanne, you've met Cherry. Yeah. She went to the, that event you went to at the State Department this spring when you were there. My International Uh, Woman of Courage buddy. Yeah. 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 So, um, so she sent me this email and it really made me tear up. It said, uh, I just voted my first, and I teared up doing so. I felt the gravity of what it all means, and it was a privilege to do so. In my 41 years, it was my first time ever voting. Sadly, Singapore's one-party rule never provided an opportunity for me to vote, and I became an American citizen since the last election. So, you know, Liz, that's the best thing I've heard uh, you know, in the last 24 hours, you know, because that is great, Liz. That's very just, inspiring. And it takes yeah. 
that takes you back to sort of the core of what democracy is all about and that we can't take it for granted. And so many places around the world, they don't have it. So it no, doesn't mean anything. is a privilege. And, yeah. you know, Singapore runs pretty well. You know, right. Yeah. You, you don't think of Singapore, you think, well, that is a place that seems to be yeah, doing pretty well. Oh, big deal yeah. that you don't vote. But it is a big yeah. deal. So that's one good reason to vote because uh, it's a privilege and it's your job. Another good reason to vote, I have the list here of stuff I get for free in Los Angeles if I go around <laughs> with my I Voted sticker on. So this is, this is what I'm going to do, like, uh, I think after swimming, before shopping to see. The list includes I can go to Krispy Kreme and get a free donut of my choice because, you know, it's a democracy, so you get to choose your own donut. Then uh, the store Lemonade, free 12-ounce lemonade uh, at any lemonade location. Oh, that's uh, a good. I'm going to do that. That's yeah. good lemonade. Yeah, it's a but, good little cafe. And do you still have your I Voted sticker? Oh, yeah. And you voted like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So you just- no, I still have it. I kept it fresh. Yeah. I haven't put it on yet. Then there's a um, a place called the Pie Hole. It's obviously sells pie uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. You get a free coffee uh, with uh, with your purchase. So maybe I should buy a pie. I'll explain later. I'm going to a viewing party tonight, and I don't know what to bring. There's another uh, good bakery place called Milk Jar. You get a free patriotic cookie uh, oh. if you're wearing. Which I so you can good. gain you can gain ten pounds by the time they come yeah. out with the election results. Way to go, Liz. Good. Oh yeah, and then Julie, you probably know Jones on Third. That's been around here in L.A. forever. At Jones on Third, you get a free patriotic cupcake. Oh, so you got your cookies, you got your cupcakes. There are people that giving out pins, and then you know, wash it all down. Seven Eleven, of course. You get just a free free coffee at Seven Eleven <laughs> on your way home to uh, park in front of your TV for the rest of the night. And then if you're going out, there's a bunch of uh, bars here where you get a free shot between 5 p.m. and 2 a.m. Anyone that shows their sticker. If you're at the Thirsty Crow or Bigfoot East or Sassafras, I've never heard of any of those bars, uh, of course, <laughs> you can you can do all of that. So, um, so that'll be like, that's the running around during the day part. So then I get home and then so I was listening to the 538 podcast yesterday, of course, because they were talking about when certain news is going to break. Here's what here's the upside and the downside to living in the West. The upside is that things start pretty early. So, you know, at 6 p.m., Indiana and Kentucky close, which is only 3 p.m. for us. Right. So then at 7 p.m., it's most of Florida. So now we're only at 4 p.m., and then at 8 p.m., the rest of Florida, but it's 7.30 in between. You have to pay attention because then there's Ohio and North Carolina, bellwether states <laughs> at 7.30. And then you got 8 p.m. Illinois, 9 p.m. Colorado. Anyway, So here's what I have to figure out, and I could use some advice. I'm obviously going to start watching at home, but then I was invited to a viewing party uh, at a friend's house, friend's house, a couple, um, and again – this is his first election as an American citizen, and so he has voted. And they're hosting a party under the um, the Lady and the Tramp theme. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to. I haven't quite figured out. Like, when do I make a break for it? Like, do I? Oh, okay, yeah. if I see at seven p.m., you get most of Florida and some of Virginia, and then do I make a run for it and hope I get there by 7.30? When I mean, but, but you're still going to be able to listen to it even when you're driving, but you That's just want to see that interactive map, those leaning Democrats you know, versus the magic, the magic wall, Julie. <laughs> That's what you have to ask yourself. When do you need to be looking at the magic wall? So I'm sick of that wall. I am sick of it. I'm, <laughs> but I'm you sick of the panels. It, but... The wall doesn't talk, so I don't mind the wall. It's the panels. I can't take yes. any more giant panels. I can't. <laughs> I haven't watched a panel in ten days. So yeah, I'm sick of the panels. And then here's them. one other scheduling challenge. So Stephen Colbert is doing a live special on Showtime which is 11 p.m. in the East, like, okay, good for you guys. But that's, so that's 8 p.m. for us. So right in the middle of all the action and he's doing it live. So he's getting live results. So how am I, how am I going to be watching Stephen Colbert at the same time that I'm watching multiple networks and driving to a party in West LA? 
You're, so uh, think, you're going to crash, Liz. Yeah. Well, I, I think you need to bring multiple devices to the party. Okay, that's that seems. <laughs> they've, to be. Pr- they've promised me they'll have three going, and uh, so I don't think that's enough for you, Liz. I, I mean, you're going to be listening to a podcast simultaneously. I don't, I don't know, Liz. Yeah. So I think what, one thing I need to do is uh, I'm going to record the Colbert thing. Yeah, that's I, that's there's real news happening. So you don't yeah. need to watch Colbert for that. That would be unsatisfying to someone like you, because even if they call the presidential campaign, there are a lot of interesting Senate races out there and House races. And you're going to want to stay tuned for that, Liz. You know, you're going to want the yeah. real news, the hard news on that. And yeah. I think you should definitely take Uber tonight, Liz, because yeah. you are going to be operating so many devices. Yeah. I don't really worry so much about drinking as I do just that you are going to be consuming so much data. That, that you're, you know, that, Julie, that is an excellent idea. Okay. That's, ex- that's exactly what I should do because yeah. then I don't have to waste time parking. <laughs> okay. Okay, Liz, whatever it takes, but do that. Okay. okay for, for Two other things, state- and then I want to hear your guys' plans. Number one is, uh, Julie, I saw a super cute photo on Twitter this morning, I think it was, of your daughter-in-law, uh, Lauren, with your yeah. granddaughter, Jojo, voting. Yes. Yeah, so that, that was, was very, very cute. To see. I love all the pictures on Twitter of everyone kind of with their stickers and voting. That's fun, isn't it? It is fun. Yes. And I think you should take your kids to the voting stations. I think it's it's awesome and inspiring and important. Yeah. And uh, one other thing is one thing I've done sort of as a result of this whole election process. And obviously, it's just been a mess and kind of hard to slog through. I re-upped my paper paper. So I, because I just wanted to like show support for real hardcore investigative journalism. So I've been sort of pretending I can live with this digital subscription to the New York Times. And the other day I just decided, no, <laughs> I, I hate the digital subscription. <laughs> now that I'm home every day, I want a newspaper made of paper at my door every day. And if it means giving them a lot more money, well, they've earned it. So I, so I re-upped my paper paper and I feel like that is a good outcome for me. Back to the future, Liz. That's yes. the way to go. <laughs> Just a note, though, the New York Times, a lot of big newspapers, the New York Times, the L.A. Times, and I think the Washington Post are all letting you go behind uh, the paywall for the next 72 hours. The digital version is free for the for the election and for the results and everything. If you yeah. don't have either a digital or a paper paper subscription. But, Liz, you're going to be glad you have that, I think. That will you, that will give you hours of enjoyment tomorrow. It was nice to have it at my door this morning. Open the door and there's that blue wrapper. It's nice. Yeah. So much better than trying to like take in the world on an iPad. I'm sorry. Called me old fashioned. You're old fashioned, but it's a good old fashioned. And you're, you're, I'm sure the paper delivery person was very grateful because we get a lot of sad Christmas cards from them. Like, please don't cancel your subscription. Please don't cancel your subscription. (laughs) You have that to look forward to. Julie, what are you doing today? You, uh... I, I'm home alone here, home alone. I'm just trying to maintain serenity. That's what it is. I, I'm not. I'm not starting early. I am not consuming. Into, I, you know, I am done with the big wall. I'm done with the panelists. I'm going to wait until the polls close tonight and just accept. That's what. That's what I'm doing. Just well, whatever happens, it happens. Uh, I don't have any parties planned. No special snacks planned. Uh, I'm actually, I, my, most of my anxiety is about tomorrow. It's not about today. You know, that's really what I'm worried about. Tomorrow and the rest of our lives. Yes. That's what I'm worried about. Okay. I just, I mean, it's been so divisive and, you know, as you know, I've tried to stay on a newscation. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm one of the people that just, I didn't like either candidate. And so this was a difficult election for me, but I, I just, you know, I just worry about our country and I worry about like after the election that we can just get to a place where there's more civil conversation. So, uh, I'm, that's my anxiety is about tomorrow. So, uh, that's, that's what I have to say. Right. Now you're bumming me out. I know I, I'm, I should come to California. It's great here. So <laughs> we're all smoking pot, right? I mean, I'm worried about that too. That has me really worried. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I, I hear you. That was, I, I hear you. I voted no on that. So for oh. a lot of reasons. So if that makes you feel better, Julie, I know you think I'm the rebel sister, but 
to me, it's a big, big problem. No, but I know you're a mother too, so yeah. I know you would. I know you wouldn't vote for that. Person. Okay, thank so, you, Julie. Thank Liz, you. I don't know what she's yeah. going to do. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> arguments on both sides. But uh, here, okay, here's my argument on that. Like, it's you can drive down any major in Los Angeles, and there is pot for sale. Yeah. So yep. who? So who's kidding who? That's yeah. my position on that. Yeah. To pretend that it's not already legal, widely available to anyone who wants it is just keeping your head in the sand. I so, agree. no, I don't have my head in the sand. I just, I just don't think it's a good thing. So, Julie, okay. then I won't even ask you how you would have voted on our initiative, our proposition, which is about. Uh, condoms on all uh, performers in adult films. How do you feel about that one? <laughs> and this is like the third year in a row we've had a condom in adult films. Okay. I don't even want to have an opinion on that. I live in California, okay? So I'm glad you guys are happy there, okay? Just knock yourself out there with that ballot. Just go to town, okay? Well, I did. I had to go through all the propositions with Brooks last night. He was over. It's his first uh election voting. Colin already mailed his in from, from Washington. So, uh, and we got to the one, the two plastic bag <laughs> initiatives. And he said, well, I know how you're voting on these mom. And I was like, I think I may surprise you. He goes, you're the, you love plastic bags. I go, I know I love plastic bags, but I had to do what was right for everybody else with the plastic bag companies. I'm proud of you, Leanne. Thank I'm you. proud of you on that, on your plastic bag. These stance. are tough. These are tough. These are tough things. Yeah. I'm home alone too. My husband's out of town. He's in Texas, so I hope he's okay. Uh, and, uh, he's in Houston. Yeah, Leanne, unnecessary, <laughs> Un- unnecessary, like just firebomb thrown and thrown at the great state of Texas. That's totally unnecessary. Okay. You just, you just trashed California. See, this is why tomorrow is going to be it's, it's tomorrow. You see why I have so much anxiety about tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to edit all the shows. We have the poll dark recap. We have the Madam secretary recap. We have this where I'll post edit all the shows that takes me into the late afternoon. It always takes me a bunch of hours to do that. Gonna go uh, get some get some dinner for Brooks and I. He's gonna come over. We're gonna watch results. But as soon as it's fired up at three thirty, uh, the national coverage starts. I'm I'm in. I'm in at three thirty. I have nowhere else to go and nothing else to do. So uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that's it. Looking forward to that. Liz Barrick had said, "Why don't you go to your sister's house if you're gonna be home alone?" I go. She, I can't watch with Liz. She's too uptight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's too much. It's too much pressure. Well, I did email the people whose party I'm going to. I said, OK, this is just a warning. I'm going to be like one of those annoying people at your Super Bowl party that really wants to watch the game. OK, that's me uh, on, a, on election yeah. night. But yeah, they're not sure going to a party is really the right move for you, Liz. Yeah, I don't but know. Okay. I'm concerned. Yeah. But you can always Uber okay. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go late and leave early. That's my strategy. It, That's yeah. why I need to I need to pick the like one hour slot where I'm assuming the least is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm, I'm taking Liz. I'm taking all of my recommendations on that from, you know, Nate Silver and Harry Enton at 538. <laughs> you know, Harry did the complete rundown last night. So I think I'm good. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to we're going to get to the really big stories of the week. That of course is the color of the year and koalas. Uh but when we come back first we have a new sponsor we want to tell you about and then when we come back Julie surprisingly is hosting Thanksgiving this week. She's really anxious about the future. She's hosting Thanksgiving this week. Stay tuned for all the details for the Satellite Sisters. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne here with my sisters, Julie Dolan in Dallas and Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California. And Julie, you're apparently hosting Thanksgiving this week. What's up with that? What's yes, up? indeed. I am up to my elbows and cranberries already. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, this this year is the year that uh, that my son and daughter-in-law and granddaughter, Josephine, that live in Brooklyn, this is their year to come celebrate Thanksgiving with us. And we had sort of a heart-to-heart talk during the summer about just how bad it is to travel from New York City, specifically LaGuardia Airport, but pick any of the airports in the New York area over (laughs) the Thanksgiving holiday uh, with a two-year-old. I mean, it is just 
it's it is just jam packed with stress. I mean, by the end of October, the weather you know could be even it could be very dicey in terms of travel delays, let alone the expense of the tickets and all of that. And so we came up with this plan that this is Veterans Day um, this week, and so they both have long weekends, and so they are coming uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving this week, which. I think could be great. I mean, hmm. first I of like all, it. just create your own reality. Yeah. Sure. Yes, <laughs> why mean, not? Why not? Okay. Why? We, we're going to try this. I mean, I, and so Saturday of this coming weekend, we are going to have our Thanksgiving dinner, uh, which, and what I'm trying to do is not, not to, you know, to somehow contain this uh, Thanksgiving feast, which Leon, you know, is really hard. To, it's hard. To I did it last year successfully. Down. I did it. To pay her down on the the number of sides. I mean, I was talking to my daughter-in-law, Vera, who's here, and she's going to be in charge of pies. And at first we were like, okay, only one pie. That will will be our strategy. Only one pie. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants only one pie. (laughs) Exactly, Liz. I know. That's a terrible idea. You've got to have two pies. You've got to have at least three pies. Two pies and some chocolate turkeys. How about that? I don't I know. It's a democracy, Julie. I think you need at least a choice of pies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, I mean, that. so that's, you think it's simple to just, to have a Thanksgiving feast, not on Thanksgiving day, but it's actually, it's sort of mind bending because, you know, you just, just even the rhythm of the day, you're going to be the only one pretty much in the world that is cooking your turkey on, on Saturday. You know, that's uh, so but I think but I think we should try this to see if it improves the holiday, if it provides for a more relaxing holiday, more relaxing family time together or whether or not it just seems like some weird weekend. weird. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> just a long weekend when you ate more than usual. Why, why no, but a lot of people have said that is so smart. And anyone that has traveled over the holidays, you know that it's it can be just it can be terrible, and it's hard for for working parents in New York like to somehow like get on a plane with a two year old on Wednesday night. You know that's that's hard to do. You know, and then you know have have everyone be happy and ready for a big Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. You know that's so. So I think this is worth a try, don't you think? Yeah, are you frying the turkey again? No, we're not going to fry it. I'm going to spatchcock the turkey, Leanne, okay? okay. And uh, so that it it roasts faster. So it's not going to be an all-day Remind me again what that is. That's like that's, busting it open, right? Yes, you. Yeah, you sort of take out the back rib of it and you lay lay lie it flat, uh, lay it flat on a whatever you do. You put the you cook, turkey, you cook it, cook it flat. You cook it flat. I'm just not even going to say that L word. Okay, you just put I'm it. I'm a professional flat. writer, and every time I write lie lay, I get auto corrected. I get grammar corrected. I don't know what the rules are anymore. I yeah, just so. did some editing, and that I was like lie lay. Forget it. Just. But you put... see, there's no, there's, there's not going to be a Macy's Day parade right. to like, you know, or football games. Yeah. yeah. Well, there'll be some just regular football games, but you won't have the, sort of that same festivity. But I got all my, I've got all my pilgrims out. I've got, you know, the pine cones that mom brought from California because apparently she didn't think I had pine cones in, in Texas. You know, I have just all my decorations. So I'm getting into the Thanksgiving mode. Yeah. Okay. You could just uh, turn on YouTube and watch last year's parade. You probably don't remember that much of it. If you're just, and I'm sure that Josephine will fall for it. <laughs> Good thing. And I voice. noticed on I noticed on Netflix now they have just a a fire option. You can watch uh, the Yule, Yule log burning. That's a that's an option now on Netflix. If you just want to. To just have to to get into the spirit of it. Uh Yeah. Because, well, sometimes it is warm here uh, for Thanksgiving in Texas. We don't, we don't, you know, that we don't care about that. So, but I'm, I'm, I think this is worth a try. We're going to do a full on Thanksgiving, maybe a few less sides. Although every time I think about cutting something out, like creamed onions, it's like, oh, I like those, you know? So I I got a feeling we're going to, you know, we'll have a feast. No doubt. You know, last year when I did the just, I did what you did, just a smaller Thanksgiving. Uh, it was all the squashes that went. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like most people, I, I like squash more than anyone else in the family. So it, I just eliminated all the squashes and that it was kept the creamed onions, eliminated the squashes. That okay. was a <laughs> good idea, Leanne. I'm going to make a note of it. All right. Put it down. Put it down. Okay. Okay, we had a little technical difficulty there, but we're the Satellite Sisters, and we're back. Leanne, Liz, and Julie, we were just wrapping up Julie's Thanksgiving discussion. Uh, Liz, what happened there to you? Yeah, I just dropped out, you guys. I lost both of you right in the middle of the turkey discussion, and, of course, I assumed it was a cyber attack. You know, all the I assumed, I assumed the Russians had hacked into Satellite Sisters, knowing that we disseminate so much critical information to preserve the American democracy, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, uh, the color of the year <laughs> and, and what Julie's cooking for Thanksgiving. But yes. anyway, apparently, apparently the whole Internet did not go down. It was just me. I went down. But now I'm back. Um, <laughs> you better watch that, sister, because you've got a big day ahead. I of know. You. My if gosh. You lose, if you, you know, lose your mind today, you will lose your mind. You will lose your mind. You, you know, know, it's funny watch. you say that yesterday. Julie, I was driving around yesterday and I was thinking, I actually had this thought. I was like, how come there are sports bars everywhere? But there are no news bars. <laughs> like, why can't I just go into a place that's like all news? And watch TV. Like, that's insane that I thought that. And then I realized, well, yeah, that that does exist. They're called airports. Yeah. And I just spent about six years <laughs> in, in them. It's probably why you uh, miss it. It's you, you didn't realize how much collective news watching you were doing, you know, at the, yes. in the red carpet room. And now, I now think, when it's just yeah. you at home, it seems sad and lonely. So Yes. So I have a related major insight on that, sisters, because, yeah, my life has changed dramatically since this summer. I went the last six years. I had a very demanding job that had me traveling a lot. I was away about half my time. Even when I was home in Santa Monica, my work schedule was pretty demanding. So the actual time spent in my home was relatively limited. And what I created during that time, during that six years, is the illusion that I am a neat and organized person. Uh, And what has been revealed to me now that I'm home morning, noon, and night, you know, and on the average day that involves breakfast, lunch, and dinner in my own home is that I am a total slob. (laughs) I am just, I I had forgotten. I mean, I always used to be, and I knew that about myself. But somehow, because I was never home to mess up over the last six years, I had convinced myself that, you know, this old dog has learned a few new tricks about doing the dishes. Well, (laughs) no, I have not. I get to the end of every day and I'm like, what is this mess in the kitchen? And it's just (laughs) random. It's just you. (laughs) It's all me. It's amazing what a mess one person can make. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so why I, I was thinking. That's why I was thinking. I need a news bar. I need <laughs> because if I can at least say, okay, for dinner I'll go. I'll go watch it in the the Red Carpet Club on Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> you could do that. You still have a card, right? That's, could, oh, I guess I could, you couldn't. I could go to LAX. Can't get through security without a boarding pass, though, Julie. Anyway, well, maybe pass- new business venture, Liz. Maybe that's just what the world needs: is a news bar. You know, news bar? You. yeah. Anyway, that's it. That was my big, uh, my big revelation. So you have a plan to uh, remedy the situation or like paper plates or? I think it's the sort of, it. well, of course, it's the Edna Dolan rule, which is clean up as you go along. Right? Didn't mom always tell us that? Yeah. She's obviously correct once again. (laughs) Uh, I notice it like when my husband travels. You know, he's very neat and organized, and he has made me a better person in that area. But when he's gone, this place is a wreck. I mean, I just, <laughs> like, my Yeah, because you're off. kind of a slob, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, definitely a natural slob that over 24 years of marriage, I mean, the only place I can really be myself is in my closet, which is a mess. So, but when I'm home alone, forget it. Like, yeah, I have a sink full of dishes. I didn't do the dishes last night. Why would I do that? I'm home alone. Really? So, oh, okay. Yeah, see? 
Julie, we're just really different in many ways, aren't we? <laughs> I know we are. I know we are. That's why that's what makes the world go round, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Liz, I saw something this week. This may give you something to coalesce around after the after the um, election. I saw an op-ed in the New York Times by a guy whose name is James Gleick, and he is the author of a book, Julie, I know you're going to want to pick up, called Time Travel, A History. Um <laughs> Because I know how much you enjoy time I love travel. time travel. Yeah. No, I, you know I don't, Liam. And you Liz, know I in the New York Times, he gave voice to a position that you voiced to me three or four years ago, and that's this. You don't understand why time zones exist. You worked in a no. global business, traveled internationally, set up 9 million conference calls, blah, blah, blah. Why can't we just have one time? And that's it. <laughs> it's Greenwich Mean Time, and wherever you are, you readjust. And that's how you live, and that's life, and that's it. We're all on the same 24-hour clock. What does it matter? And you know yeah. what, Liz? You are not alone in this position. Cause this <laughs> really? James, yeah. He's James Gleick, who's the time travel guy, said, listen, why do we have this? Guess when time zones came into being? Just take a I, guess. Like when clocks were invented? <laughs> well, no. Uh, no, much later than that. Julie, any World idea? War II. World War II. Okay, earlier than that, it was when uh, when railroads came into being. They needed to do railroad schedules. So all of a sudden, like in New York, they decided, well, okay, I guess it's 8 o'clock here and it'll be 9 o'clock in Chicago and it'll be 12 o'clock in Denver. And that's, it was a completely random. It's a relatively new thing. It's only about, you know, 140 years old, the whole concept of time zones. So what's that? Really? It's just, right, it's not that old. It's not written in stone anywhere. Let's go. But whose but whose time should it be? See, in Russia, had mean no time. time. Greenwich Mean Time. Even though that's what this guy, you know, fine. It's let England control the Greenwich Mean Time. Even though that makes apparently the French very mad, according to this op-ed piece. But, uh, but England doesn't have anything anymore. The they empire have gone. Give them one thing. GMT. Yeah. So this, uh, and, and in fact, so what does he call it? He calls it uh, coordinated universal time or UTC. Uh, so that's, that is sort of in use in various, um, in various, uh, for various reasons in various industries, like the aviation industry, for instance, it's just one time zone. Like, you know what? It. I see that when you go to reset your computer clock, I see UTC there and I never knew what that was. Yeah. I might just adopt it. Just adopt it. <laughs> or the cooler name, which is what aviation uses, Zulu time. That's what, it's just one time zone based on Greenwich mean time. And then, oh. yeah, so, and there are other two Johns Hopkins professors, Liz, are leading this movement. Uh, one's an astrophysicist and one's an economist, and they've been advocating it for years because they said it's just the economy is all of us, and we, we let time zones actually divide us in unnatural ways. And it was fine when people got on a train, but now people are connected 24 hours a day all over the world, seven days a week. It's just a universal time thing. Just pick a time, whatever. So, so what you're waking up at noon in New York and you're having lunch at 6 PM and you're going to bed at midnight, like deal with it. <laughs> I like it, Liz. I think this is something you can get behind. I mean, maybe you could start a nonprofit or do a Ted talk, Liz, do a Ted well, talk. Does that this. mean so it doesn't, so our body clocks, they don't care. They no, just they like deal with it. It's, yeah. It's completely subjective. They don't know. They know the sun is coming up. The sun is going down. That's what your body knows. So, well, what about daylight saving time? Are we still going to do that? Liam? No, it's all, we're all the same time. And people have been wanting to get rid of daylight saving time for a while. So, so. I think we should adopt this right after the U.S. adopts the metric system. Because that is really <laughs> Improve things. Which we should have done a really long time ago. If you ever Who leave the U.S. Who was that President Chafee, our presidential yeah. candidate? That wanted, that they was wanted his that. big, that was his only plan, the metric system. <laughs> he and Jimmy and Carter. After, he and Jimmy after Carter. After this campaign, I think that, I wish he was, had stayed in. Yeah. Stayed in. That's the thing. <laughs> So, no, yeah, so Liz, I think this could Okay, just, Zulu time, Zulu time, I'm get, on it. Get I like on it, it, Liz. I, That's you, a highly marketable concept, Zulu time. It is. <laughs> Liz is working on the logo right now, Leon. That's big. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Well, yeah. sisters, you know, on Tuesdays we do pick some pants, and I have an, an excellent pick for you this week. Uh, and this is Liz, if you have some extra Zulu time today that you need to fill in before <laughs> before before you start going crazy with the election results, may I highly recommend Netflix's new series called The Crown. This is oh, really a, oh the new period drama. It's about has scandals, it has feuds, there's some forbidden love, and it's the story of the young Queen Elizabeth, you know, when she was 25 years old and she's a newlywed. And the this the production value on this uh, on this series is so outstanding. I read that they 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 uh, they spent one hundred and thirty million dollars to make this. So I mean, the wedding dress that she wears uh, in the opening um, episode, the flowers, the silver trays, the leather boxes, the sweater sets, the dogs, the horses. They they you know the footmen. They've got it all. The butlers. It is if you like outstanding you know period dramas this is great don't Leon, have you i know I, you posted about this. i watched the first episode i was going to wait till my husband went out of town but it, you know he threw me a bone sunday night and he said do you want to watch this the queen and uh we're like halfway through it and he he goes wait queen elizabeth is married i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> and I said, how could you not know that? It's Prince Philip and the children, <laughs> Charles. Where do you think the whole rest of that family comes from? He goes, talk about people I couldn't care less about. The British yeah. royal family. <laughs> I mean, royalty is ridiculous. I, I you know, I applaud Barrick's uh, general I mean, position on that. I yes. was like, yeah, Queen Elizabeth I was not married. But QE2, <laughs> totally married for like 65 years. But okay. Yeah. So yeah. I agree, Julie. It's fantastic, and it makes the people in Downton Abbey look like paupers. That's what I yeah. like. It just yeah. it makes the whole Downton Abbey crowd look a little crass and common and like paupers. Yeah, a little frayed around the edges. Yeah. yeah. No, this is this is deluxe, yeah. and that if you miss Downton Abbey, you are going to you're going to enjoy this. This is uh, so I highly recommend it. Uh, it, it you know I can't. Yeah, you just can't wait to have time to watch it by yourself. It's a good, it's a, you know, you don't, you don't need your husband. You don't need your, don't, if people don't don't care about the British royal family, do not bring them into this. That's what I'm saying. It does help to know a tiny bit about British history and you Uh can just watch the King's Speech first. That's, (laughs) you don't have to read anything. Just watch the movie, The King's Speech, and that will really help you out as you move into this movie. That's good. Preliminary viewing, an excellent recommendation. Okay. You know, Julie, I know it got recommended by several uh, Satellite Sisters in the Facebook group. And somebody said, well, maybe Leanne and Julie could could recap this. But you can't really do the recaps on the Netflix shows. You can't. Because all, all the episodes come out at once. So yeah. there's no sequencing that everyone can stick to. So sorry about that. But it sounds like a good pick. Yes, it is a good pick. I, Liz, I think you would enjoy it. Uh, Can I throw in another Netflix show to the conversation? Because this is something I would recommend, but I also see it as a as a metaphor for where we are in our culture today. Have either of you guys seen the Amanda Knox documentary on uh, on Netflix? I have not. I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't set aside the time because she does fascinate me. Yeah. So it'll be uh, it's nine years Uh, since that murder took place in Italy. And, you know, she became famous for being charged with the murder and convicted of the murder and then, you know, let go again and quitted. And the, uh, the, to me, the most interesting thing about the documentary is what it says about how our media hypes things up and then tears things down. There's a, the whole subplot of the documentary really is about the Italian authorities reacting to the coverage and making judgments about her and why doesn't she look more upset and there's so they also in addition to following Amanda and following the Italian prosecutor they follow a tabloid journalist from the UK who broke a lot of the so-called stories about you know it was some satanist ritual and it was this and that anyway just for that for, for that reason alone uh it's kind of an interesting tale of how the way something is covered in the news can completely overtake the truth of yeah. what is actually happening and you know who knows what the truth really is there uh but you know ultimately after many many 
uh, rounds on this. Uh, she was acquitted and she is home in Seattle. So I would recommend it. If you're interested in the story, uh, definitely see it. But also if you're just interested in just how stories like that, like why would Amanda Knox become front page news all over the right. world? Yeah. How does that actually happen? That was really kind of interesting to me. Did you did you feel like she was innocent? Did it change your opinion of her innocence or guilt? Uh it um yeah, I think it did. I I was always kind of on the fence because I found it hard to believe that she could have been convicted several times with no evidence at all. Uh which is what her you know, her family and a lot of her American supporters always claimed it was just hard for me to believe. Now that I've seen it, not hard to believe at all, because the the really the news covering just overtook any of the evidence gathering or uh, information presentation. So I kind of came out feeling uh, that she was innocent, definitely innocent. And I didn't expect that. I, you know, as I say, I was always kind of on the fence. What do you think? I, I that's why I'd like to see. I've, I, I think that she's probably innocent, but I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that she's innocent. But that would be my position too. Yeah, yeah. I've always still had questions about, mm-hmm. you know, what really happened there. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting, it's an interesting documentary. Watch it if you get a chance, uh, and a metaphor for our times. All right, now. More breaking news, uh, Benjamin Moore's Color of the Year, which I also present. Normally, you know, it's hard to talk about color on a podcast. Uh, (laughs) Good point. A very visually driven story, usually. But once again, this is like ding, 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 metaphor for our times. Or maybe even like if we could all embrace the spirit of this selection. So Benjamin Moore announced that it's 2017 Color of the Year is a color called shadow. No, shadow. Is that gray? Is, no. It's a deep... Because <laughs> everything is gray. Like everything. <laughs> everywhere is gray. So okay. what color is shadow? It's a, it's a deep, saturated purple. Purple. So I like the idea, here we are on election day, talking about what is the color of the coming year that... Metaphor alert, there it is. Can the red and the blue come together? And if we could all just be a little bit more purple, wouldn't that be great? So here's how they describe it. Elusive and enigmatic, shadow is a master of ambiance. It's a color that calls to mind a past, yet it can also make a contemporary color-confident statement. That's from Ellen O'Neill. She's Benjamin Moore's creative director. And that was all part of the announcement. So the uh, they call it sophisticated, warm, fresh for a library, a small office, makes a room feel cozy. And if you look at it online, it is a really, really nice color. It is a nice anyway, color. Yeah. I'm just looking I, at yeah. it now. Yeah. Yep. And they predict that modern designers are moving away from all white rooms and that a paint like this one could make a space feel complete. And don't we all need that? Don't we yeah, all need this? I, I say, go get yourself a bucket of paint today. You have some time. Shadow. You could do, you could do a little accent wall at least. Yes, I think I could. You I too, do Julie. I think you need a bucket of paint. Go get this <laughs> relaxing. I like that. I like that, Liz. I think that's a that's good. Good. Mm-hmm. That's news we can use, Liz. That's yes. Good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was desperate for anything that was not election related, and okay. uh, this was actually in the Washington Post next to all the election news now on to the good news for the for the day i have uh, you know i well it's not it's not so good for a tourist that was visiting australia apparently um a tourist came to visit australia and just really fell in love with those koala bears you know just because they are cute i mean if you've ever seen a koala bear i mean they're adorable and so adorable that she decided to take home as a souvenir a koala bear. She put the koala bear in a backpack. And oh my gosh. she apparently was detained um, at, at Customs and Immigration as she was heading out of Australia for other reasons. Okay, so they didn't even really know about the koala bear. And then they opened up her backpack and, oh, little baby koala bear in there. So 
But I can see how that can happen because, uh, you know, when you think when you think about like if you're I would never smuggle like a snake. No, a tarantula, a, like an alligator, crocodile. Uh uh-uh. uh. But koala bears, you know, they sleep, Liz, up to 18 hours a day. OK, so oh, really, so you could fly from Sydney to the West Coast of the United States and the koala bear would be out the whole time. Sound asleep, Liz. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just and and they're a pouched mammal. So they enjoy being enclosed. OK, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like a crocodile is going to be trying to bust out of uh, whatever container you have them in. Um, the other thing about koalas is they do not require much water. So you don't even uh, on the pl- big plane trip, you don't have to worry about like opening up your uh, your backpack and and giving the koala bear like a bottle of water or anything like that. No, no, no. They just a couple little eucalyptus eucalyptus leaves and they get all the moisture they need uh, from the eucalyptus leaves. And I, I believe that you could travel with some eucalyptus leaves and, no, you know, that wouldn't. That wouldn't mm-hmm. cause any alarm. So I'm not. <laughs> so, so you could. So so traveling with a koala over Thanksgiving would be way easier than traveling with a two year old. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you're right. It is the most adorable picture. I put it on the Satellite Sisters, the Atsat Sisters Twitter feed yesterday, but we'll put it in the show notes today. Honestly, this baby koala looking out of the carry on bag is Adorbs. Adorable. It's a little three-pound koala bear. Okay. Where did she and get it? Is- I mean, I know Australia, but where did she pick it up? Like in a tree or where did she get <laughs> she it? She said she just found it on the road, Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> the woman told police she found the koala on a road in Nathan and just was caring for it. Yeah, she was just taking care of it. But this, there's a long history in Australia of smuggling koala bears. Maybe, maybe you didn't know this, but during World War II, when so many Australians went off to fight in the, in the war, they got kind of lonely in the trenches. So when people were traveling back and forth to Australia, a lot of times they would snuggle, uh, they would smuggle a koala bear to take to the troops on the front line. Cause I mean, if you would, no, <laughs> no, Liz. I read that. Yeah, that is a good detail, Julie. Thank you. That's a good detail. In fact, Australia, because they were as a diplomatic move to celebrate their um, their international relationship with Singapore. They sent four koalas as envoys uh, 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 to Singapore. They didn't have to smuggle them in. But they, you know, they travel well. That's what that's my point about koalas. You know, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, and they so they've named him Alfred, and yeah. he's expected to be okay. Yeah. 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 Because again, he was probably asleep, and he didn't need much water. And if she had given him some eucalyptus leaves, he was fine. Okay. I like the fact that they detained her for another reason, and she. I know. I know. That <laughs> is. I mean, what else did she? Why else did they detain her? What What else they, could she was, have been doing? Yeah. They did not disclose that, Leon. But so I don't a six know. Six-ounce thing of shampoo. Oh gosh, or something, something <laughs> horrible like that. <laughs> That's cute. That's you know, they're cute very strict picture. in Australia about importing anything. So maybe she yes. had, like, you know, you know, some salami or something that she was trying, you know, get out of the country. Okay, now you're just speculating wildly. <laughs> I am, Leon. I told you they did not disclose what she was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. Wow. What a day. What a day. All right, well, I have just one piece of good news to share. After years and years, I have finally finished my third novel. So there you have it. I sent Yay. it. Congratulations. I Thank you. I, I feel like it. we should have a drum roll. Yeah. That's no great. drum roll yeah. yet. There's no drum roll. I don't have any other details like a title for you or a pub date or anything like that. Just wanted to know that it is off my plate and in the hands of my agent, which is good. So, um, so I have some free time, so I can really devote myself <laughs> to who knows what. Um, so koala uh, smuggling, yeah, just, maybe you could pick. <laughs> yeah, I know it's just been, um, yeah, it's just been a long time writing it. It's so satisfying to type the words "the end." It was uh, so very, very happy for that. I just sent that off around noon yesterday, and I just oh, oof, it's a good feeling. So. Yay. So there's nothing you can tell us. Like, is it nope. part of a trilogy? Is it nope. a whole new thing? Is a okay? Well, then nope. people are just gonna have to go back and read <laughs> Helen of Pasadena and Elizabeth the yeah. First Wife again. Yeah. While you wait uh-huh. for Leon's third novel. Yeah, because you know it's entirely possible that the agent could say this is rubbish. Start again. So that's why if I tell you what it is and then she hates it, then I'm in trouble. So. 
So, okay. So no, I don't want to tell you. Okay. Good. And attitude. it's a little bit like revealing like your baby's first name before the baby's born, and someone says, "Oh, really? Oh, the girl I hated most in the fourth grade, she was named that." People <laughs> weird. Or oh, I just read a book exactly like that. It's just it's just not worth it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Don't do any stress today, Liam. No. Just just enjoy it. It's a huge accomplishment. Good for you. Thank you, Julie. That's exactly the way I feel. That that is done. Moving on to other stuff. I mean, there'll be some rewriting, I'm sure, and and things like that. But uh, the hard work is done. Getting through the big, long, you know, ready to go to your agent draft is is a lot of work and it's done. So there you have it. Congratulations. All right, go, so go paint yourself some accent walls. Yeah, to get to this yeah, you've got time. I have so much stuff that I have. If you saw my office, well, you know, I mean, it's just a wreck. I have so much stuff that I have not done that I've just put aside for the last four months while I worked on this, you know, almost every day for the last four months. So um, I, I have a few uh, metaphoric, uh, you know, accent walls to paint around here. <laughs> There's a whole pile of sort of business things I'm afraid to go through. I don't know what's in there, girls. I hope it's all good news. Row. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that's my plan, just to get my act together for the next next couple of days, at least this week, and then figure out something else to start on on Monday. But um all right, so this is it. Big day. Uh big day or could be. We don't know. It's big gonna be day. a big it's day good. regardless. And then regardless. Tom- tomorrow and happy Thanksgiving to you all. Yeah. yeah. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Julie. You're just wrapping <laughs> things up. You're just getting a jump on things. Moving on. You're just moving yep. on. Uh, Liz, we all wish you well today. You know, we just try not to blow a gasket and um, yeah. hydrate out there. It's hot here in Southern California. So when you're standing in line, bring some water because it is hot today. All right, everybody. Uh, have a good day. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister. I was younger than you are now. When I was given my first command I led my men straight into a massacre I witnessed their deaths firsthand I made every mistake And felt the shame rise in me And even now I lie awake Knowing history has its eyes Tell you what I wish I'd known When I was young and dreamed of glory You had no control Who lives, who dies, who tells your story I know that we can win I know that greatness lies in you But remember from here on in History has its eyes